Welcome back, friends, to Fearless with Mark and Amber. First, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in and connecting with us through the podcast. Today, we're going to answer a question that we get asked often since releasing what many deem a controversial film into the marketplace. That question? What have we learned making Inwood Drive? As always, we are thankful you are here and we're thankful that we have the opportunity to chat. If you're new to the show, Mark and I own and operate a filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. This year, we finished and released an investigative documentary film about a grassroots effort that exposed the crimes of a local abortionist. That same abortionist died last year, and the world soon knew the grisly secret he was keeping. It was discovered that he was hoarding over 2,000 fetal remains at his home in Illinois and in an abandoned car. You can find out more at InwoodDriveMovie.com. So... Mark, mm-hmm. we'll start with you. What have you learned making Inwood Drive? Well, it's been an interesting process. <laughs> where to start, right? <laughs> where where to begin? First off, let me can I say what I'm grateful for this morning? What are you grateful for this morning? I am grateful to be upright and not writhing on the floor in pain. Oh yes. <laughs> and by that I'm referring to Almost two weeks of a kidney stone. Right. So if any of you have ever dealt with a kidney stone, then you feel my pain. If you've not dealt with a kidney stone, and I I have had several people tell me, of course, I don't have this reference because I've never given birth to a child, but I've had several people tell me that they have given birth and they've had kidney stones and kidney stones are worse. Right. And, so. and just in case you're you're unfamiliar... Fearless with Mark and Amber is faith, family, and filmmaking. <laughs> it's our intersection. So you get, this is family little, stuff right now. A little bit of family stuff. This is, <laughs> yes, I just, I'm so grateful just to, this is, yesterday I went all day without having to take any painkillers. Uh-huh. I didn't take anything last night and I'm up this morning and I feel somewhat normal again. But welcome to behind the scenes. Yes. So <laughs> happy to be here. So I'm sorry, what did you ask? What did we learn? So today we are talking about what we learned with Inwood Drive. Inwood Drive. My, oh my, oh my. So, <clears throat> yes, I made a I made a list here. Because there's been many things. There's been a lot of things. So let me just let me just go through my my items here and we can talk and discuss. <laughs> Sounds D- good. Discuss amongst ourselves. Uh-huh. Uh, so, number one, uh, stories like Inwood Drive are a hard sell, even to those in the church. <laughs> <laughs> even to those in the church. So, I have note, noted here, the simple fact is that subjects like abortion are not things that we in the church are talking about like we should. And so, it has become a verboten subject. This is my, my word of the day is verboten. And please explain what that Verboten word means. Is banned. It's it's not allowed. Oh, it's um, something new every day. So, if, if, as an example, pe- people questioned us why we would even bother talking to George Klopfer, right? So, my question is, Christians, do you embrace truth, or do you embrace narrative? You Ooh. can't do both. There's, so, there's a good sound bite. I like that part. Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. Um, well, it is it is true that that the church is not talking 
about it. I it's really hard to see. And you know, we met one of uh, the women who went to this abortionist, mm-hmm. and she actually had an abortion by this man. He performed the abortion for her. She was basically forced to go. She was forced. She was thirteen. Um, but I think she has since started her own ministry and to find out that it's even hard for her to be able to go in and talk to the church. Mm-hmm. She's really passionate about outreach and, you know, cause statistically it's one in four women have mm-hmm. experienced an abortion. You know, that's not just women, that's also men. And so why the church doesn't talk about it more, I don't know. I Can I share my theories on it? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because the unborn most certainly matter to the Lord. Absolutely. For I knit you together in your mother's womb. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, I know that's a psalm. I think it's... It is a psalm. It is a psalm. And, well, I know it's a psalm, but I can't remember which one right now at the mm-hmm. top of my head. But My theory, uh, I and, I and I'm not trying to be overly negative here, but... Um, my theory on this is that in, in America, especially we have the, the church overall, the, 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 the church in America has become very wealthy. Uh, we're, we're a wealthy nation and the churches, this is where you see mega churches Mm -hmm. and, um, so they the, don't want to, you know, ruin their funding by the, it, speaking it, about. Yeah, it becomes it becomes more driven by marketing and demographic studies. I mean, mm-hmm. the, there are organizations that have, I think, infected the minds of pastors because they've convinced pastors and uh, and church leadership that the point of the church is to grow, 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 grow. Mm-hmm. And, and there's all kinds of models on how to do there's that. There's all kinds of <laughs> models of, of how to do this. And, you know, you have to be in the right zip code and you study the demographics. I mean, it, it becomes like, you know, like building out a retail establishment. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you decide who you're. More about numbers and less about people. Right. Who your target demographic yeah. is. And, and you, you, you do your church plants based on that. Um, that's never how it was meant to be. But that's. What I see more and more is that, and even within established churches, it becomes that. And so, and because of how divisive and political abortion has become, oh yeah, we don't want to talk about things that that you know might be divisive because we're because we've stopped talking about the gospel mm-hmm. and we've started making it all about trying to make people feel good, and it's it's the feel good. You know, Jesus loves everybody, feel good gospel, but we don't talk about the reality of hell, the reality of sin. And even Serena herself, Serena Dykeson, who you were mm-hmm. talking about. Who just came out with a new book. She found his grace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just got a copy of it. Uh, Serena talked about how, what you were talking about, how difficult it is for someone like her to get in to churches to talk about this because mm-hmm. it makes them very uncomfortable. Oh yeah. We don't, we, yeah, we don't really want to talk about this, but the fact is that because this is not discussed, women who are dealing with this, not just women, but men too, who are dealing with this guilt. Yeah. Start to believe that because it's not discussed, it must be the unpardonable sin. Mm-hmm. 
And that is epic failure on there's a lot of people suffering i mean when you're talking about one and four just multiply that times two because it takes two people to make that baby yeah um so yes so so for us i think it was uh this is just a natural outcropping of that that whole realm of discussion so making a film about it and certainly the way that we went about it and uh, trying to having to explain to people many times over when we said we were going to go and talk to George Klopfer and listen, I get it that the first reaction, my first reaction was, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. He did. Why does he get a voice? But, but like I said, do we embrace truth or narrative? Yeah. You can't, you can't do both. Truth means that you have to go in and you have to try. You yeah. got to at least try because as we told people, listen, the more we might you not let, like it, we might, might not, not like the answers he gives us. Might, I guarantee we're not going to like the answers he gives us. But the more you let him talk, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. Do we want the truth or do we want to make a subject film? Yeah. And we just wanted to tell a truthful story. So there's my first point. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, uh, the, the industry. The industry is motivated by money. Okay, we know that. Profits over people. Right, which means the making of it as well as the loss of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a note here. Talk about how many ma- major players in the industry looked seriously at the film but eventually passed. Not because it was a bad film, but 100% because of the subject matter. Hands down every time. And what it would mean to the rest of their business and product catalog. It's so sad. Yeah. It's really, really sad when you stop and think about it that they know that it was an honest, truthful film. They really enjoyed it, Mm -hmm. but they can't allow it to get into the fold of the rest of their catalog because of what it might potentially do to their brand. Right. So... And I think we've alluded to this before, and I'm not going to give specific names because I might not I might not agree with people even that we've dealt with from a business standpoint, but I still respect them in the positions that they're in. So I'm not I'm not here to call people out, but let me just give an example. When when we first had the film done back last August, we had one of the largest sales agency players in in the industry Mm -hmm. and i'm not exaggerating they are one of the largest if not the largest sales agent yep in in the entertainment industry that wanted to look at it and we were shocked i mean Mm -hmm. honestly shocked that they even would bother to look i mean i was flattered but from the start we said there's no way there's no way they're going to take this Mm -hmm. i mean and, and this is a major major company and they had it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked that it lasted that long. Our attorney them. kept coming back. We're like, guys, I don't know. I can't believe it's still there. Usually it's an automatic no. Yeah. So the it just to, to kind of explain this, it's like it's like selling a house, right? So imagine as a filmmaker, you're and you make this film and it's like building a spec house. Mm-hmm. And then you want to sell it. So you you need someone who's going to represent it and sell it to an end 
buyer. Well, in in real estate, that's a realtor. In the film industry, that's a sales agent. Mm-hmm. And you pay them a commission, and they go out and they they sell it to you know distributors and and uh, streaming outlets, things mm-hmm. like that. And the more they sell it, the more they make, the more you make. Mm-hmm. It's a simple business deal. And so we made Inwood with no industry assistance at all, right. 100% independent. And so we knew when we got it done, we were going to have to find someone to help us. Mm-hmm. And so to have uh, sales agents that high up on the chain look at it for that long. And they did. They kept coming back and asking more questions. And the questions they were asking, we were going every, every couple of days, they'd ask more questions. And we would just look at each other and think, this is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no way. Because we, we knew who these people were and the, uh, and the, and the people and other films that they represent. We go, there's no way that they can take this because of what it could mean to the rest oh, of yeah. the business. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we were right. Mm-hmm. They passed on it. But when they passed, they didn't say, this is terrible. We don't want anything to do with it. And it, you, it wasn't, you didn't get the impression that it was a totally idealistic decision for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. They were running the numbers yep. and looking at, whether or not they could turn a profit from it. They didn't care. Yeah. To them, it was, oh, yeah, sure, it's about abortion. But they understand that there's a market for that. Mm-hmm. And so they're not afraid of that. If they think they can make a buck, they will. So, uh, but then as we worked our way down the line with other sales agents and distribution companies, the first and, one and got into the faith base, got into the faith based now that was things. that was really interesting too. This is I and I hate to say that this didn't surprise me as much as I thought as as much as you would think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was not surprised at all by the first company passing on it because I thought no 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 they're just not going to secular. They 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 do they do <laughs> major Hollywood films yeah. and they represent major I mean the top of the line Hollywood talent. Mm-hmm. It didn't surprise me at all. Thank you for your time. I'm grateful that you even took the time yeah. I'm, I'm flattered yeah uh, but then when we got down to the faith-based film distributors and we got the same answer no i think what, what was <laughs> most interesting lesson learned <laughs> is when someone says yes and then says oh wait a minute i have to pass it through oh, the owner true. i forgot it. and then it comes back as we're on the fence and then and then no we can't take it yeah and it, it's like you just know. And I just I look at it and I go chalk it up going job well done. Mm-hmm. You know, we did our jobs. You see the honest truth of what it is. And now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we did. We had a, a fairly, fairly large faith based film distributor that uh, the same day that they and all they all they saw was the trailer. Yeah. They saw the trailer and sent us an offer. Yeah. And we went, wow, okay. And then it was, well, let us, I got to, I got to, I got to run this by the owners. You know, we'll talk again after the weekend Uh and okay. And then we started thinking, uh, this isn't going to (laughs) work. Well, and we were, we were really upfront and honest right (laughs) out the gate. We're like, look, (laughs) (laughs) the reaction we've got from just the faith-based community is, is, Everybody kind of 
pauses and uh-huh. says, there's too much truth. Yes. Unbelievable statement. I can't even, I cannot even express the shock when we started getting that response. Mm-hmm. You guys, there's too much truth in it. Like, are you are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, and we actually, and, and if you could have heard this phone call, this was actually, you know, now, granted, we're, we're two years into this and we're, there's a part of you that's desperate for somebody to come and help you. Yeah. And so you're excited. Yeah, it's exhausting. So you're excited, but we're also being realistic. And we basically spent (laughs) 10, 15 minutes of this conversation with with this executive trying to talk him out of it. So do you really realize what you're getting into here? Yeah. The attacks that we've had over the two years, we just knew there there is no way. (laughs) But I was like, yeah, bring it on, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. And, and it wasn't, and it wasn't that we were trying to talk him out of it because we didn't want to do business with it. It had nothing to do with that. Oh no, we just no. wanted to make sure because we knew, based on how much we had already gone through with this film, mm-hmm. that it had to be the right fit. That you know, basically said, do you realize the 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 onslaught that you're going to mm-hmm. endure? Because let's let me tell you about what we've already experienced. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, once you you realize, you know, our, our goal and mission going into it was educate, motivate and inspire. Mm-hmm. And I think just the way that the Lord opened doors and the way things played out and they happened, people saw so much raw reality mm-hmm. of what the abortion industry is all about. I mean, and hearing from the abortionist himself, people don't expect that. Yeah. I mean, and then to see. The funeral at the end, don't want to give it away. Sorry mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it, go and watch and would drive. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think it really it um it really hits home for you. Yeah. You realize that that we're murdering people every yeah. day. Yeah, so that was uh that was my second point there. That and it was interesting to like I said, and and you we say this all the time, but people don't understand Everybody thinks that they can be in a, a, a filmmaker. You know, I call myself a filmmaker. Well, that's fine, but there's a difference between being able to make something that looks pretty and being able to survive the industry. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a really, really thick skin and be very resilient because it is it is brutal. And people like us, we have to start a ministry yeah. <laughs> and have a nonprofit. Yeah. And and honestly, because nobody's be- going to give you money other than people who really care, right? Right. And I will get to that point here as we go. But um, I was not surprised. I was disappointed. So I think the, the point of, of my second point there is I was I was not surprised, but I was disappointed at the the kind of the failure of even the faith based film community. Mm-hmm. And I don't want I'm not I'm not capping on it. I don't, I'm not trying to to talk down about any of them but you know no and that's a that's why it's available the way it is right now right because it's still available for people you can still watch it you can still put it in your library you can still learn from it mm-hmm. um and, and honestly it's just getting started <laughs> yeah it is and if you look at you can tell the kinds of things that a company wants to put out if you just look at everything that they that they have in their catalog you know, if it all looks like Hallmark films, well, then that's the kind of stuff that they want. So, all right. My third point, Christian media outlets. 
uh, Christian media outlets, television, film, and radio are just as guilty as secular media outlets for suppressing stories like Inwood Drive. Um, I understand formats and content guidelines, and I'm not saying that anyone who declined to talk to us about the film is wrong per se. However, we as Christians need to realize that there are agendas in every media outlet. You're not going to hear about Inwood Drive, for example, on your local feel-good Christian radio outlet because simply they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and and we've actually just been told flat out, we can't talk about your film. Yeah. Right. So you have to get creative on mm-hmm. how you're getting the word out because all of your traditional avenues and marketing outlets suddenly <laughs> have disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I think the lesson, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to criticize necessarily uh, for us, you know, this is about lessons that we learned for us. It was just a reminder that not every avenue is open to you. Right. Just because you made a film, you know, that has to do with a subject like abortion um, doesn't mean that every media outlet that, that, you know, has Jesus associated with it wants to talk about it. Right. Um, so it was just a reminder of that. And I was actually, but we were surprised at, at some of the media outlets that were, that were very rigid mm-hmm. about it, that yeah. would not talk about it, wouldn't even discuss the film. So, um, Okay, point number four that I have here is the industry uh, has changed drastically from the filmmaking and distribution standpoint. And so this, especially for me, having experience going back, you know, 20, 25 years, um, it is so much more diversified now, but it's also so much more crowded so as an example, film festivals don't mean what they used to. Theaters don't mean what they used to. <laughs> um, COVID. Direct to consumer is now what drives the best content because it means lower overhead and allows films that would never have been made before to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, for, look at Inwood Drive. Yeah. I mean, no way several a decade ago. Yeah, never would have been made. This And that's why films like Inwood Drive don't get made. Right. Because people want to make profit. Right. When you put profit over people, you know, we just care about helping the other right to life organizations, helping people understand there's forgiveness in Christ. Mm-hmm. There is a, and, and what we're talking about here, a lot of it is it's, we're talking about the difficulties, which is the flip side of the coin, the, the, the bright and shiny side of that coin is that because things are so much more open and diversified now, now films like Inwood can be made. Yeah. We wouldn't have made Inwood if we didn't think that there was any chance at all that we could ever get even a single copy out to people. But because now there are so many ways for, for films like this to be seen, even if it comes down to, giving it away for free on, you know, mm-hmm. on stream on YouTube or something. Yeah. There are a lot of great films that are out there 
that have been made that people just, they make them because they just want them to be seen. They, they're trying to get the message out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, the upside is that there's a, a blue million streaming services available. And the downside is that there's an awful lot of competition. So, or just content. I wouldn't yeah. even say competition. I don't even. <laughs> well, you're competing. You're competing for uh, you know the, your share of an audience. You know, sure. You're, you're competing for people's attention. Right. So, um, and one other note there too, and talking about film festivals, we even asked people on social media early on in the process: Do, do film festivals mean anything to you? Does it even matter? Because and there was an interesting, interesting comment that we got back and it said, you know, especially the way that everybody looks at Hollywood mm-hmm. and how toxic it is. Mm-hmm. They said, why do I care if there's a label from Hollywood? Right. Because they don't represent my values anyway. Right. Because if you know anything about film festivals, they are, they are by and large, um, non-Christian, let's just put it that way. Very liberal. Mm -hmm. They they serve as outlets to all the kinds of content that that we as Christians do not support. And so um, being associated with that, with a film like Inwood, we quickly realized was not going to be to our advantage. So interesting change because that's not how it was a few decades ago. My last point. All right. Money always comes with strings attached. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unless you do it independent. Right. Through your ministry and then look out. We can tell as much truth as we want and Mm -hmm. nobody gets to tell us otherwise. Yeah. Say thank you, Lord. So, um, yeah, we didn't take any corporate or any grant money for Inwood Drive. And, uh, we won't take any such money for our next few films either. We were offered mm-hmm. opportunities to take large sums of grant money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it always comes with conditions that <laughs> contaminate the product. Right. And we've said this many times over. Inwood Drive would never have been completed, would never be what it is if it weren't for the fact that we kept working throughout the entire process and said no to influencer cash. Right. Well, and I think it, what's really interesting and it, and honestly, you can just look at it and say it, it was all the Lord mm-hmm. because had we had taken the influx of cash, the film would have been done yeah. before the discovery of the babies. And we would never have been able to preserve all that happened during that time because the film would have been done. The project was mm-hmm. over. And, and, and so I think we would have really missed, it wouldn't be what it is today. Had yeah. we have taken the the big dollars. And it's interesting because remember we were, we were working as hard and fast on Inwood as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. And when we finally got it done, remember we made this, this push at the end we 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 had a, a kind of a lull in our regular work schedule mm-hmm. because we we do the we have a production company when we we service corporate clients and so 
this is how we, we were basically working our regular job and doing this side job called Enwood Drive. And we had people that were helping us financially that were donating, but it was, uh, it was still, you know, and it wasn't, we didn't have enough resources to, we weren't fully funded. We, we weren't fully funded. And so we were, we were always working double time mm-hmm. and we worked as hard as we could. And we said, we're just going to push this thing out and get it done. And we got it done and we did the screening and then, and then everything started unfolding. George died. They found the babies. And it was so obvious right from the start that the Lord's hand was in this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the Lord's hand does hold you back and it's for a reason. And mm-hmm. and in this case, the reason why we didn't get fully funded was because <laughs> he knew we needed to be slowed down because <laughs> yeah. we would have had this thing done in six to nine months. Yeah, but in, but just to remain faithful mm-hmm. and just to remain faithful to the call. And it's been an incredible privilege and honor to serve the Lord in this yes. way and to serve our community because it's not just our community who can benefit from knowing this story. It's many other communities across the nation mm-hmm. and world. I mean, you can take a stand and you can win against the abortionists. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's the points that I had for lessons that we learned. And and uh, I think next week we're going to have a big announcement about what's coming up next. Yes. And I, and I just want to encourage people the same way that we said, you know what, we're going to go and help our local right to life. There are ways that you can get involved. It doesn't, you know, pick whatever you're passionate about. You know, we're passionate about people. We're passionate about what the Lord is passionate about. Right now, it's, you know, the unborn and children and and other people, other outreach ministries. So go go and watch Inwood Drive. Mm-hmm. You know, read Inwood Drive, the companion book. Attend Right to Life banquets. There are Right to Life banquets almost in every county they're they're doing good work, you know, volunteer at a local right to life or a crisis pregnancy center, sign up to be a prayer warrior. I mm-hmm. mean, we've got pray five at five. I'll leave links to these things and, and you guys, you know, could, get involved. It, I mean, that's the way things change is when we all get involved. Yep. We all have our own job to do. We all have our own part to play in doing kingdom work. And I think just taking that step of faith and saying, Lord, I'm going to commit my time and energy and resources to you. You know, it goes back to that story I've told here before of when I was trying to get involved with the Stop the Madness uh, organization many years ago. And I went and I talked to the founder of it, Reverend Trene Jordan. And uh, I said, I want to help. I want to get involved, but I don't know what I can do. And he looked at me and he, and he uh, I said, what can I do? And he looked at me and he said, I don't know. What do you do? Exactly. And I said, well, I know how to do camera and edit and shoot. And he looked at me and said, then do that. Yep. Do so what friends, you can do. be encouraged. Do that. Do what you're called to do. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us on the show today. I will leave notes in the show notes and links to Inwood and other resources. And make sure to tune in next week. Big announcement. Big announcement next week. Huge. Believe me. (laughs) Like nothing ever you've ever seen before. It's going to be huge. (laughs) So until (laughs) next time, have a wonderfully blessed day and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.